is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. If you smell what the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of April 29th, 2018. This is the road to 2020. And this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. And I'm Jake. And today we are asking if the XFL should be taking a more traditional approach. This is episode 13, Old School. Hey, Jake, how are you, man? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm hoping to hear a lot of brand new XFL news, you know, get me excited and, you know, all the other potential wait, fans out there. Wait, wait. What do you mean new XFL news? Is that what you're, are you kidding? Well, I, I, I said I'm hoping. I, I didn't say expect. Oh, uh, allow me to uh, crush your hopes at the start of the show. No new news. Nothing from XFL Twitter, XFL Facebook, XFL Instagram, XFL.com. XFL YouTube, XFL MySpace, none of it. No new news. Jake, what about the I'm Tumblr? Sorry. I actually didn't check their Tumblr, but uh, I don't want to waste my time. I'm pretty sure there's nothing out there. And the top Google search, if you search anything XFL, it's it's a Wikipedia page, their website, and basically everything that came out in January. So another week gone by, no new news in the XFL, but plenty to talk about today. And like we said today, we're kicking it old school, and we're going to talk about what a a lot of people are actually talking about. I went to Reddit this past week, Jake, to get a gauge what that social media realm was saying about the XFL. It was a little different from what I've seen on Twitter with the conspiracy theorists, a little different from what I've seen on the XFL boards. I went to Reddit, and I saw some interesting things. People are saying the XFL needs to have a completely different mindset or else they're going to get eaten alive with this new Alliance of American football. Yeah. And if that's the way that they want to go, surely I think there's enough time, you know, if they want to go back to the original incarnation of the XFL versus Mm -hmm. what, what they're aiming for this time, I still think they could pull it off. Now, whether they want to, or that's the, that's the correct way to go. See, that's that's right. not the thing to do, right? No one wants it to be the original XFL. One, because the p- quality of the play needs to be better. And two, because it was a little too gimmicky for people. And especially these days, that's just not going to fly. The quality of the play. So for the XFL wants to be successful, there's some things it needs to do. And a lot, what I saw a lot of people were saying was the old school mentality being – injected into the XFL where people know they can get football how they've always enjoyed it while we're in this kind of new modern age where the NFL is changing things. The AAF obviously is going to do things a little differently. Before we talk about what old school football actually is, though, Jake, and whether or not the XFL should employ that strategy, uh, there is some news in the AAF realm. We always like to talk about that other football league because we believe it is either the XFL and it are one and the same or – it is going to severely affect how the XFL uh, rolls things out. And uh, it looks like, what, what is it? Uh, 
22 months, I guess, were away from 2020, Jake. Last I saw. Correct my math if I'm wrong. From 2020. That that sounds about right. The Alliance of American Football has their second Alliance City, and it is Atlanta, Georgia. It'll be the second team, the Atlanta Alliance. I don't know if that's the actual nickname of the team because the Orlando team was called the Orlando Alliance. Are they just going to call all the teams Alliance? Um, Pretty good gimmick. I I don't think that would be bad. Yeah, it's actually a a neat idea. Everybody just has different colors. You take the mascots out of the game and, you know, you make your logos a lot more consistent and simple. So maybe from a marketing standpoint, it wouldn't be the best. No, I don't I don't think it's the worst. I would leave a huge door open for the XFL mascots, all the mascots to be different. Um, They'll play at Georgia State Stadium, a.k.a. Turner Field, which is now the new home of Georgia State football. That's where the AAF's Atlanta team is going to be playing. And Jake, I know you don't live in Atlanta, but if you want to move there or at least go to every Atlanta Alliance game, you could put a deposit down for $50. That's pretty cheap. Uh, that does sound pretty cheap. I I don't think it's enough to sway me to move uh, back down to the south, but I, I will surely consider going forward. I mean, who knows? Maybe, you know, I'll we'll get a, an AAF team right in my backyard. Uh, it could happen. That, that, that Atlanta is an NFL city, so the AAF showing that they're not afraid to, you know, set up shop in an NFL town. Orlando, obviously not an NFL town, but maybe this will get you to move to Atlanta, Jake. Two of the coaches have already been announced and introduced for the Atlanta Alliance. Brad Childress, an Andy Reid disciple and former Minnesota Vikings head coach, great mustache, was retired for about a year, will be the head coach there, but his offensive coordinator is none other than Mike Vick. Yeah, you know, again, two big names here. Obviously, uh, you know, Mike Vick, you know, trumps uh, Childress. You know, just, you know, whenever it comes to, uh, you know, the, the public space, you know, public awareness, um, again, sh- I'm sure people are going to be picketing uh, outside the first game and, and maybe every game. But for, really? you know, I, I think there's some people that I, I would almost guarantee it. I, you know, I, I think that's that's still something, um, you know, depending on how, you know, how you feel about that, if, if enough time has passed, if he served his time. But. That's, you know, that's not what we're going to be talking about. But, I mean, this Atlanta team, it, it's just good that they selected a city and they're putting some pieces in place already. And, you know, a lot of people are, are telling us on social media, you guys are sounding like you're the Alliance of American Football show. That is not the case, obviously. Bryant's not here this week, Jake, but he vehemently despises the AAF for reasons I don't know. I just love football, and this is exciting. The AAF... As XFL fans, are we should we be worried that the AAF is kind of locking up all the great recently retired players to either be in the front office or on the sidelines for teams? I I think they should. Honestly, you know, uh, talent has a lot to do with it, but so does just name recognition or flip through the channels and say, hey, you know, I I don't remember who that guy is, but I, I remember seeing him on TV a couple of years ago, and maybe they're going to stop and watch a little longer. So I, I think it's definitely something that the XFL should be concerned about. That being said, that you know there are a lot of people out there still to get. But if you know 
the AAF gets, you know, the most uh, most high prolific ones, then the XFL, you know, they're going to have to outdo them somehow or maybe try to offer more money or something to prevent them or sway them. Yeah, think about it. The AF's going to be doing all these great things with players, and they've already got some of the most recognizable players of the last 15 years working with the league. And before you know it, I mean, all that's going to be left for the XFL are going to be guys like Greg Hardy and I don't know who. Guys out of the league. Dennis Dixon, maybe. Who the hell knows? They're all a part of the AAF, it feels like. They'll still get Fred X, and I'm sure Tommy <laughs> Maddox has availability. I don't know. I don't know what Tommy Maddox is up to these days. We're going to try to get him on a future show, obviously. That's a big goal of ours. Uh, the city of Atlanta, though, now along with Orlando, the XFL, like we said, a couple of years away, should the XFL kind of drop these cities from consideration now that Atlanta has the NFL and the AAF and Orlando is now AAF territory and they have Steve Spurrier as their head coach? How could you top Steve Spurrier in that town unless they get Bobby Bowden I don't know how yeah it's gonna be hard to top him Orlando I definitely would just you know still plan on setting up shop there you had a franchise there before it's a great city you got to do that Atlanta you know correct me if I'm wrong I whenever we were predicting the uh the XFL host cities I I don't think Atlanta made the cut for us is that right it didn't make the cut. It was considered. We talked about their new soccer team, the, how it gets such great support, but and the Falcons do. But other sports in town, if you're not winning, you're really not getting any love in Atlanta. It's a very odd sports town, so I, that's, I think, why we stayed away from it. Yeah, I don't know if they would take it serious enough. Uh, you know, Part of the reason that I said I, I was kind of hoping, hoping that Pittsburgh does not get an XFL team you know, I, I don't know if they'd take it seriously enough. Atlanta, you know, uh, big Falcons fans, um, you know, they're, they're a franchise. I know they were just at the Super Bowl two years ago, but they're a franchise that, you know, as of recent memory, always has, you know, usually very competitive regular seasons, but they always falter and, uh, you know, don't show up in the playoffs. And you got to remember, uh, you know, there were multiple NHL franchises there and, you know, they, they didn't have the attendance. They didn't have... Uh, you know, the, I don't know what, what, what the, the buzzword is, but the, you know, the, the mind knowledge or they just, you know, people didn't care about it. So I don't know if you want to try to put another football team uh, in the city of Atlanta. Plus you got to remember the Georgia Bulldogs are just about an hour up the road. And maybe, maybe that's consuming some people's time. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky city for the XFL, so I'm not too upset about Atlanta being one of those towns, but Orlando definitely is a threat with Steve Spurrier. Uh, if he does lure Tim Tebow into Orlando, that is just really, really uh, bad news, I would say, for the XFL, especially if they're going to be going, like we said, toe-to-toe in 2020, if the AAF's still even around and both these seasons are going on at the same time. That would definitely get kind of convoluted if they're in the same city. So something to consider. Uh, and like we said, all the names are getting eaten up by the AAF. It's really interesting to see. And this brings us to our, our main topic today, Jake. Old school. Kicking it old school now. A lot of people on Twitter, social media. I even saw it on Pro Football Talk this week. Or last week, actually. Should the... Then the article was, should the XFL pivot towards an old-school 
kind of formula. And, and when talking about old school football, that could mean a, a variety of things to different people. But ultimately, I think basically what it, it means is that we're embracing the danger of football once again, right? Because it feels like today's day and age, we're always apologizing for how violent football is. Yeah, I, I think that is right. You know, you're not going to uh, be able to replicate, you know, football of the 70s. You know, um, you know, Ronnie Lott hitting people or anything even like that. Even the 90s, but even the 90s are, and early well, 2000s. I, I was going to say, even if you take it back to like the, the mid 90s, I, I think that's possible. But I, I don't think the, I think the XFL was always going to have a degree of that. As well, I know they talk about safety a lot, but I, I think there was always going to be a degree of, of danger that they had. Well, the good thing is that we're not talking about safety incessantly with the XFL yet. It was something that came up, and Vince McMahon said, "You know, doctors and and football people working together." But time has passed since then, and you know, all people really are clinging on to from the initial announcement is that this is Donald Trump football, basically. And that's all ever anybody wants to talk about. But when you're thinking about what's going on with the AAF and how right now, if you, you know the XFL, all the, the, the behind-the-scenes stuff is happening, even though we're not getting any word out, they're probably debating this stuff just like we are. And I would, if, is, if I was in that room, I would be saying, all right, look at what the AAF's doing. They have no kickoffs. They're they're embracing modern football. It's going to be all two-point conversions. The NFL, Jake, is probably going to get rid of the kickoff next year, it looks like. They're modernizing it every single year. There's rule tweaks. And and to me, what old school football means is big hits and, and, and violence that we all basically accept, and especially the players. They go into this knowing a quarterback goes into it knowing he could get clobbered. You can't breathe on a quarterback in the NFL these days. No, you, you can't. And th- this whole thing about the NFL or, you know, removing kickoffs, that's uh, I, I, I absolutely hate that. Now, that being That'll said, help. You know, that would help the XFL, though. Right. What would it, if you're it, watching the two games back to back, you see the XFL with kickoffs, the NFL without which one's going to seem more like football to you? Yeah. And, and for everybody out there listening, when we say, you know, the old XFL or the old school way, we don't mean there's going to be a scramble for the ball at the 50 yard line. You know, we don't mean that WWE personalities are going to be out on the field introducing the team or, you know, there's going to be, uh, you know, dramas or storylines going on with scantily clad cheerleaders. That's not at all what we mean, but we do mean hitting, uh, you know, quarterbacks, you know, you would be allowed to touch a quarterback. You would be allowed to hit them really hard. If you know, if you got the opportunity, I think that's what we mean. So yeah, for the XFL to be different, definitely that's a way they want to go. But you got to remember that just because it's different, you know, doesn't mean that it's better. It just means that it is different. Well, that's also a whole nother argument, right? The XFL don't they have to be distinctly different from the NFL and the yeah. AAF if they are so similar to each other? The AAF seems like it's it's mirroring where it wants the NFL to go and where we're all projecting the NFL to go, whereas the XFL can maybe give us something that we're going to be missing once the NFL is completely changed. And whether the XFL or the AAF, whether they feel like or their fans feel like they are directly competing with the NFL – I'm sorry, they're not, and I'm just going to say it right now. The XFL and the AAF, 
they can take, you know, shots at, at the National Football League all they want, but they are not going to be a direct competitor with them. That's that's just how it is. Yeah, they're not going to be, but the, in some ways they'll be, you know, trying to prove that they're alternative or they might be trying to show that they are a part of the NFL. That's also a kind of a, a direction people are saying the XFL might want to go. So I even saw, I actually saw that on Reddit this week, Jake. I wish I had the usernames, but there was a good point. They said, whomever aligns themselves with the NFL as kind of a minor league is the, is the league that will survive between the AAF and the XFL. And that is something that we could be debating for another half hour, an hour, and even longer. So I say we put that one on the table for next week. It sounds like a great topic for next week's show. But while we're talking about old school, for me, I would love to see that from the XFL because this is how, if you want an analogy, Jake, Today, what, what's the most popular kind of music today? And it, honestly, not your favorite, but what's the most popular? Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to name two, and I, I don't know. I'm going to guess, you know, either. Or just like, the style. I don't need a band or anything. I just need the style of well, music. Well, I, I was going to say either hip-hop or pop country. Stuff stuff that is, that's, that's using computers to make the music, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Maybe that electronica. I, yeah, I can't yeah, speak to yeah. that firsthand. Ele- electronic drum machines. You see the is that, people. Is that even what it's called? Electronica? Or is that. Yeah, or is the, that? No, I'm just. Yeah, just electronic music. Hip hop uses a lot of it these days. Even rock and roll. Even your pop country you mentioned. But you see on cars out there, uh, electric drums have no soul. You see people saying, I want my rock and roll back. And those are those. That's a silent minor, a silent majority out there that really wants just old school rock and roll guitars, amps, and sweat on a stage. And the XFL could be that. They could be. There are still bands out there that maybe many people don't know about that are playing old school kick ass rock and roll. Greta Van Fleet, Jake. You ever hear of them? Of course. Greta Van Fleet. These young kids from Michigan are playing badass rock and roll. They sound like they're Led Zeppelin. The XFL could be Greta Van Fleet. They could be, in the modern age, giving people something that they miss, something that isn't really popular these days, but we all know we love it. You know what I'm, if that makes I, sense. I know exactly what you're saying, but is that enough? You know, I, at least in the area you know that I live in, the people, if you you know go to different demographics and you say, do you know who Greta Van Fleet is? I bet you're going to have more 50-year-old men than you know, teenagers or, or even twenty-year-olds for uh, for that for a, ba- for a band. So you think? Wait, more fifty-year-old men know who a band in, full of nineteen-year-olds is in in my area around here? It's <laughs> definitely. I think I think that's an, an outlier, Jake. I think you're pretty popular. It's just an anomaly, but too. yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure if if you polled this county. At least that's the results you would get. <laughs> well, I don't know if that analogy uh, is made the most of sense, but to me it does. Uh, basically, the XFL, if it goes with not protecting the quarterback to the point where it's just irritating, allowing for big hits, and if that means getting rid of defenseless receivers and putting waivers in contracts, so be it. Embracing the danger that is football, embracing the violence. You know, I think the XFL has a shot. Because the NFL is so deathly afraid of concussions and being associated with any of that. The XFL actually 
could maybe win by embracing all that and all the controversy because anybody who signs up to play in that league, you might say they have a death wish, but they know what they're getting into and it's going to be well written out beforehand. If they could do that, I think they could win. Yeah, I, I am perfectly fine with that strategy if that's the way that they go. And yeah, there's going to be, be people out there that say, "Oh, I'm you know, I'm not going to watch because it's it's too it's too barbaric. I, I just don't want to see all that hitting." But they're they're going to tune in. And watch. That's a very small minority of people who actually are squeamish. I think because look at how popular the UFC has gotten. You know, everybody said, "Oh, it was it's so barbaric. I can't watch that." You know, and I know Jake, you probably are, might even still be on that side of the crowd, but you have to admit, millions more people are watching the UFC now than they were ten years ago. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people in the area that you know get enjoyment out of it, and and that's because they love the violence, and they understand just like the competitors do that there's a huge amount of risk involved in partaking in that sport. I think the XFL could be similar in that regard as well. Old school. That's something I'd love to see because it looks like, Jake, I think if you're betting on it or you're betting on the NFL, I mean, more and more it feels like it's it, – when will it stop? Will it ever stop the NFL changing the game from what we knew knew it even back in the 90s, no, which doesn't it, feel it, like that long it's ago? It's never going to revert. It has, you know, without a doubt, it has more probability of going to a flag football league that's televised, you know, <laughs> to what it used to be. I, I can absolutely say that. Well, whether or not the XFL plans on going old school or not, let's hope that's something that's on the table in those meetings, those backdoor meetings that are going on right now at Alpha Towers. Is there an Alpha Tower? I don't know. Where is the headquarters anyway, Jake? Is there a big building with there, a big A on it yet? There should be a big building with all, you know, mirrored mirrored windows on it. I don't know if it has a big A on it. Well, we're winding down this episode, but I would like, before we get out of here, to thank the guys over at Uncovering Sports for allowing us to be involved with their XFL draft episode last week, a hilarious rendition of an XFL draft, I guess it was. Jake, did you hear any of their show? I I did listen to it. Uh, Very well produced, entertaining, and I I think you made a good selection. I wish you would have consulted me uh, before you made that pick, but I think it worked out well. Yeah, I believe that I I selected um, Mark Sanchez, right, for the Bronx team? Yes. And then we had another – we actually got two picks on their show. I think the other one was Brett Favre. But those guys are hilarious. Check them out, Uncovering Sports. Subscribe to their podcast, too. They are doing something very innovative. I mean, they're very – a very tongue-in-cheek, very sarcastic, very satirical look at how sports talk radio is done and how we're talking about stuff like the XFL Uh, It's really well done. Check them out. We were glad to be a part of that. And coming up next week, Jake, we are going to focus on that, the minor league versus competitor aspect. The XFL, should it try to be an NFL minor league or should it try to be something completely different than the NFL? What do you say we argue that next week? Uh, Absolutely. I think you know my thoughts, but I'm really interested in hearing what you have to say. And, you know, I don't know if Bryant or Vince are going to be joining us, but I'm sure one of those two will. Yes, and we'll get into that hot debate next week. And of course, if any new news comes out, Jake, you'll have it, right? You got, oh, I, you, you I, got your, your the Twitter yeah, I, feed I, on deck. There's very few notifications I allow, I allow <laughs> my phone to ding for in the middle of the night, but the XFL news <laughs> is one of them. Just wait sooner or later. That thing's going to be dinging left and right. You're going to have to turn those notifications off. I, I can't. 
And I can't wait for that day. Yes, exactly. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to us. Remember, you could follow us on all the social media platforms. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at XFL Show. The website is thisisthexflshow.com. Don't forget to, to, to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave a review so we can bump up those algorithms and get more eyeballs on the XFL. And, of course, This is the XFL Show for Jake. I'm Alan. We'll see you next week. This has been the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.